millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi, this is Jim White, and thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Today, myself and Simon were joined by Carlton Palmer. At the start of the show, Simon surprised me by paying his debt for our pre-season wager that Newcastle would get European football, but maybe not in the way that you'd expect him. We also discussed the issue of piracy in the Premier League and whether television subscriptions are too expensive. Plus, Simon explained why he thinks Graham Potter might be a good fit at Crystal Palace. Now, Mr. Jordan, I think we should say a big thanks to Carlton Palmer because the train's mayhem and Carlton gets up and at 4.30am drives from his uh, fashionable home in Sheffield and drives all the way here to the news building. Nothing stops him. Nothing stops him. Carlton Palmer, good morning. Morning. Well done, sir. Well Well, done. People look for excuses. If you've got to get to work, you get to work, don't you? End of story. Whichever whichever way you've got. Absolutely right. Talking about getting things done... Simon, I need to do it. be back in a minute. Carry on. Simon Jordan uh, has surprised us all. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube and Facebook, we have no idea what the, the great man is doing uh, while he's away, and I don't know where he's gone to. Carlton Palmer, what about Sheffield Wednesday yeah. getting to getting to the championship? The moment has come, Jimbo. I, I, I'm I saying the man we're... doesn't pay his bets. Father Christmas. Here's your thousand pounds for your lucky bet. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. And the lowest common denominator I could get. All yours. Spend it in slot machines. Look at the, the desk has gone oh, like that. That's quality. You've savage. actually brought one thousand pounds. It won't buy coins. No, not pound coins. I tried to get pennies. But the bank manager went, I can't get you 100,000 pennies. <laughs> I, can't look I said, at what this. about 5p's? Uh, it's 20p's, Jimbo. He's not wrong. Would you believe that? I, I, He's <laughs> given me... So I had a bet with Simon. The Newcastle will finish top six. And it was a £1,000 charity bet. And I've been on him to bring in the money, and he's brought it in. <laughs> <laughs> he's brought it in. in. 20 pences, 5 pence. I do not believe it. Look, Alex, cameraman, look at that. Well, 50 kilos, quid. Carlton. 
Sorry? Where, 50 kilos, that was. Where, where did you get this? I gave my driver a day off, and then I suddenly realised... What's she doing? Hang on this. a second. Am I, gonna, am I going to get this in? So I'm lugging it on the boat in a trolley. I do not believe this. Jim will probably count it and go, there's nine, 999 pounds and 80p. What have you done with the other 20? Yeah, 20, 20 solid I'll get to 899 quid and then lose it. Damn it, start again. Simon, well done. Um, I mean, I don't think I should be congratulating you perfectly uh, for that, but um, don't say don't pay my bets. What you've paid your bet. What we will do is, I think, where's producer Luke through there? I reckon we'll get in touch with Newcastle United and uh, get their advice and their help as to what kind of charity, wh- which charity, absolutely fine. Uh, we give the money. So you're going to take all this back, are no, you? No, 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 it's yours. <laughs> I've paid my bet. It's nothing to do with me anymore. I've paid my bet. Done. So, give you some exercise, mate. It's in 20 pences. Yes. I mean, God, 20 pence pieces. Enjoy. I cannot <laughs> believe it. Simon, only you could do that. Where did you get this? Um, what dodgy bank did no, you no, stop no, off at? No, 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 no. No way Very helpful. Uh, Lloyd's Private Banking. Phone them up. I want one piece. Can't get you one piece. What about five piece? Can't get you five piece. What about ten piece? Can get you 20 piece. How much is that going to weigh? Uh, 46 kilos. <laughs> right. Carlton, in all seriousness, we will convert this into proper money and um, we will get this off to a charity uh, which will be approved and recommended to us by Newcastle United £1,000 is going to go to charity you're a man of your word indeed I am only you could do it in that fashion but (laughs) fair play to you well I've made Uh, up for the one when the FA fined me 10,000 quid and I promised to deliver it uh, of a wheelbarrow of pound coins (laughs) they then suspended the penalty so I'm like, I've got this ten thousand pound coins. What am I going to do with it? You suspended the penalty. You so did the same with years, them. Years later. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. For now, we concentrate on this. Five men who illegally stream Premier League football matches to tens of thousands of people in an operation worth more than seven million quid have been jailed. The the gang sold. £10 a month subscriptions bragging that they could show games not otherwise available to watch live in the UK because of broadcasting blackout rules. The operation, the biggest so far, received £7.2 million from 50,000 people who subscribed to it. The sentencing, which followed a rare private prosecution by the Premier League, was brought to protect, quote, some of the world's most valuable content, the league's lawyers said. Simon, there's a lot in this, is there not? So you can see what these individuals did. You can see what they achieved. You yep. could see there was a demand for it. Yep. Does the sport have a responsibility to be more cost-effective for fans? Does the sport or the broadcasters? Well, both. Both, well, because they work hand-in-hand, don't well, they? Well, let's, let's work that backwards. We take £3 billion from the broadcasters in the Premier League... And about 95% of that goes into player salaries. So how do you suspect that the football fraternity can deal with that particular problem? The broadcasters are the ones that are charging the prices and, and it's directly relatable to their profits. So unless you're going to suggest that the Premier League turns around to their paymasters and says, we don't want this £3 billion a year from you because we want less money so that you can charge less money to the consumer. How are you going to square this circle in that particular respect? Well, the the Premier League are selling the product, right? Yeah. So, obviously, people want the product. It's it's in demand. It's in big demand. But they want it at a price. So, at the moment, they want it at a price that suits them now. You mean the same fans that that will be screaming 
at people that own football clubs to buy the next £30 million footballer, to pay the next manager off, boot him out the door because he was crap, get the board sacks of a next person to come in and buy the football club. These are the same fans who pay enormous amounts on season tickets. These are the fans well, who if, if go to well, supporters' if, shops if, and if the, buy if, the kits. If, if the average season ticket price... These was, are the fans well, who well, fork out. Well, first and foremost, you're getting something in exchange for it. You're not getting it for nothing, right? So if you go and buy a kit, you're buying it, you're wearing it, you're utilising it. Right. If you go and buy a season ticket and the average season ticket price is about seven, eight hundred quid in the Premier League, with the exception of some of these highfalutin top-end clubs that think they can charge ridiculous amounts of money, then if you went to the theatre and sat in the best seat, you'd be paying £40 a ticket as well. So there is a fair exchange. Now, I, where I do agree is that the value and the cost implications of football have become at such a level, primarily because of the economics of football, the economics of football that everybody contributes to, that we're in this invidious position of how do you make this better for the end user, which, yes, is, but, the, which, is, the, which is the punter. But my point in this is this, and Carlton, join in with this, mate. If you want the lot these days, if you want the Sky subscription, if you want to yep. pay for BT, if you want, and on and on it goes, Amazon, right. because they're all coming in, they want, they all want a piece of the pie. And to get it, to to be able to view it, you have to fork out. You're talking about hundred quid a month. I know it's so, more than hundred quid a month, but it's, it's more like, than hundred quid a it, month. But it's not, it's not ideal, right? But here's the thing: it's not ideal. I'm a Crystal, so, I'm a Crystal Palace fan, right? Yeah. With the greatest respect in the world, I should, I don't necessarily have the luxury of wanting to watch Liverpool, Manchester United, and Arsenal on a weekly basis because I'm a football fan. If I want that luxury then I'll be prepared to pay for it. Now, of course, my economics might be different to other people's, but the point is this, is that we are all contributors to this equation. Yeah, football, but, it, fo- but, it, but it is expensive, Simon. I mean, I, I come back, right, listen, I, I, I came back from Shanghai 18 months ago, Yeah, and I had the package, right, which didn't include, it was a virgin package, but which didn't include, I don't believe, BT Sport. So I could only get certain games, that package at the time I came back was £72 a month, which I thought was reasonable. Within the space of time now, that package is now £140 there you go. A, a month. There you now, go. Now, it's expensive, but but I, I hear what Simon's saying, but in football, like everything else, like I take the two grandkids to the pictures the other day, which used to be really cheap. It's all become relative. Everything's become really Everything expensive. Is- Everything's become really expensive. Yeah. But for the average man in the street now, right, if you can like say street stream because you're not talking about the football now if you've got that package you still have to pay for pay-per-views so if you want to watch the boxing absolutely you, you know you want to watch point. Tyson Fury or Anthony right. Joshua so, you have so, to pay so, per- so again that's, that's I ask point. you again I ask you because we all know why we all know why piracy exists right we all know it's behind piracy is organized crime predominantly and ultimately as a result it's only there for one reason because of the price point now again Tell me, how are you going to square this circle of reducing prices when broadcasters are buying rights at £10 million a game from the Premier League? The Premier League cannot stop this runaway train for guys like you that suck all the money out of the room, whether you're managers or players. So how? And if you dare talk about salary capping, if you dare talk about cost controls, if you dare talk about curtailing agents and the amount of money they rip out of the game, there's all of a sudden this backlash of legal deluge or the expectation that people aren't going to take pay cuts because they damn well wouldn't take it during COVID when there's no money around. But it's, so, unfa- it's unfair because the balance is tipped. Well, don't watch it then, not Jim. Fi- how good would that be for the Premier but, League? But with, They'd re- love that. But with respect, if you want a BT subscription to watch as many games as you want to watch and you want an Amazon subscription to watch as many games as you want to watch and you want to watch a Sky subscription, right? then ultimately there's got to be a price point that makes it commercially viable for every aspect. I don't like the price points. I, I agree entirely that the price of football has become more expensive. But ask yourself the reasons why. 
rather than position it against the Premier League, because the Premier League, right, he's a Premier League's product, they should do something about it. Well, what would you have them do then? Say to Sky, we're not taking that £3 billion a year from you. But here's the thing, you're not going to get rid of piracy such as this until prices come down. No, correct. And that's why I've been... So I, what do they do but about that's why I've been the, sat. That's why I've been sat here for five years. The Premier years. League are either serious about it or they're not. But that's the why I've been sat here for five and years. And they have to quote you, have had their pants pulled down by the publicity that this brings. Well, not really, because they've closed a loop on people that are doing it from abusive fashion. Now, Simon, here's the thing. Why is it that people in this country have to pay, as you said, Carlton, 72 quid, but it goes up? I mean, there's Daniel, Spurs fan. I'm a Sky customer. I pay 160 quid a month. It's an absolute rip-off. So I can see why people fell should I, I tell you why? Paying for these, should I tell you why? Paying for this £10 thing. I'll tell you why. You can make an argument. Why am I in Australia and able to watch these games in Australia for £10 a month? And I'm in the England. I'll tell you why. Because when they buy the Australian rights of the Premier League, they pay a fraction of the cost yeah. that the British broadcasters pay. So Sky pay fundamentally £1.7 billion a season. Right for the broadcast rights. When you're in Australia and the broadcaster is paying 200 million for the overseas rights because that's the nature of the beast, then of course they can they can then bring the price down to the end user. Do you think, no, no, do you think Jim, the Premier you, League values no, viewing but, fans? Yeah, but Jim, what or, Simon's Simon's talking about? There's two there's two sides. What do you mean values? Right? There's two sides. Yeah, to they this, value right? of 160 pound a month. It, 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 so, there's two sides to this. What what Simon's saying is absolutely correct, right? But that's from that side perspective. I'm I'm looking at it from a paying perspective from this side, from the ordinary man in the street. And the ordinary man in the street now, maybe who can't afford to go to a football match because the football matches now are very expensive yep. to go to. Okay, so the Can't next thing, so so the next best thing is to to watch it on TV. Right, but who's charging these prices? It's, I mean, you're saying it's the Premier League's responsibility, and in part they can have leverage on the broadcaster. Let's get this right. Let's just frame these conversations in a sense of reality rather than I, uh, ideals. You walk off to a broadcaster, it's not and idealistic. Get, it's what, absolutely factually but it's, framed. But, but, Jim, you work for Sky. You understand the cost implications of the ramifications of putting on sport. You know it costs Sky £1.7 billion a year. The argument is with the broadcasters. But, but the, Sky fund football. Uh, you, you want this best league in world football. You want the best players. But, Who's going to pay for it then? But ultimately, ultimately, if if there's no change in the price, which there isn't going to be, then there'll be no change in the pri- privacy and the streaming. and, and the, because Because people will come up with different ways to, to and stream, that's fine. stream. And, and, that, and that's the stream the live games, And that's the, the consequences for Sky. Do you and not that, accept? It should be football on the telly, watching it on Sky, on BT, Amazon or whatever, should be made much more affordable for the people who want to watch it. And there are many of them because at the moment it's spiralling out of control. Yes, and situations like this I do. will continue to raise their heads. I do. I absolutely agree with you. Let's start with cutting player salaries to a level that can make it sustainable for the football pyramid so that everybody isn't running out well, of money well, full well, stop. Well, well, but that won't happen, will it? No, but you're saying it won't happen, but why couldn't it happen? Because you guys, as footballers, no, no, no. You, you, your, your community wouldn't even consider the idea of during two years of COVID that you had to take a single no, penny no, well, of well, a pay well, cut. Well, well, don't say that to me because I wasn't playing the, at that the, time. But, 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 but Simon, listen, at the end of the day, I do believe this. I, I've, I've never begrudged the players earning the money that they earn. Well, I've never begrudged that. And, and, and do you, you know what? The, the victims of it are 
the consumer. No, so you can, a, be, you can begrudge it, or not begrudge who you bloody will want. But, but, but it wasn't. But it wasn't the players, who, it, with yeah, the exception it, but, of '92. It, it is the players because the players are the ones that have driven the, the 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 initiative about wages. They've got their agents on board and they've driven the wages up to a certain level. We then we've got owners coming in that are prepared to spend more and more money, and around and around it goes. Right. So we're now in a situation yeah, where you want you want you want to have the audacity to sit here and virtue signal your way to the public by saying, "I tell you what, we should all cut the prices." But it's the footballers and the managers and the agents that are taking all the money out of the game, that are creating a situation where the broadcasters have to pay £1.7 to get the broadcast rights, and then they have to charge a certain amount of money. Your guns should be pointed at the broadcasters. No, no. Well, well, maybe so, but listen, at the end of the day, right, the simple fact we come back to is people can't afford it. That's the it. Gen- the general people can't That's afford it. it. If you, well, again, I'm not and be- do you know what? I'm not being nasty. Do you know what? The embarrassing thing is in this has emerged. The sophisticated nature of what the gang were doing. The gang took feeds from broadcasters in the UK, Qatar, the US, Australia and Canada, streamed them a few seconds later via a service called Flawless. Yeah, we all know it works. And they did it so beautifully that they picked up seven and a half million quid like that. But we all know how it works. I mean, look at the situation in Saudi. The reasons why the Newcastle situation was so resolute and the hypocrisy behind it, which is the Premier League didn't want Newcastle in because of the piracy going on in Saudi Arabia. And the reasons why the Premier League couldn't do anything about it is because the copyright infringement laws in Saudi, which were not being changed by the KSA, stopped them from doing it. And the only reason that the Newcastle takeover happened is because BN got a £1 billion Correct. compensation payment from BLQ in Saudi. So the Premier League went after it with every ounce of their might mm. and they even tried to stop a takeover as a result of piracy. But would you accept the, if the price of subscriptions came down, Simon? Yes, Just what? came down a bit. You get more subscribers. No, because that logic doesn't work. It's yes, like, it does. No, but it's a, it's a of course proof, it does. No, it's a proven, Why, it? it's a proven fact. It's like saying to fans, "I'll give you, a, I'll let you come into the ground for a quid on the basis that you'll come back the following game. I'll let you come back into the ground for a fiver, and then you'll buy a hot dog and a hamburger." And it's statistically proven that it never happens. Now, the reality of it is, is that we can sit here and we can play to the gallery. Statistically proven by whom? Because I owned, a, I owned a telephony business that looked at these sort of data to understand what we do. And I also owned a football club that did these bleeding things. And you and, 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 and your time and, at the football club, and you, you were paying your footballers and, too much money. And you also and that's look, why we're in this and situation. And you also look at the churn. Yeah, but it's guys like you that sit here and go, <laughs> I tell you what, let's wait for the next transfer window because it might be above two billion. Let's make it all about how much money we spend and the victims of it are the consumer. Yeah, all but of this didn't race... ask Todd Bully to spend 600 million. No, but no. the media drive the... How much is a player on? How much wages are? Who should be sacked? Who should be fired? Who should be bought? Who should be hired? Who should be paid this? And all of that, somewhere, has a cost. And I don't understand why we need to play this silly game of hide-and-seek with ourselves. The reasons why prices are so high, because the football economics are broken by the very nature of the participants taking all the money out of the room. Until that changes, the punter's going to pay for it. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, my good God. The switchboard is blown up. That is for sure. It's Jim White. Carlton Palmer and Shouty McShouty who's, who's had too many coffees this morning and he's absolutely going for it what did you say during the commercial break incidentally Shouty that uh, football is a luxury product it's not a god given right to be able to watch every aspect of every single game in the ideal world, we'd have football on terrestrial television behind, on BBC, where nobody had to pay a bloody thing. But that world has changed. But you know, we now got a situation where the the economics of football, player salaries, through to the cost implications of signing players in the first place, to the cost implications of putting a football match on. Mm. Look at the, look at what, yeah, did, but, what, but, what did Leicester lose last year? Yeah, Leicester, Leicester lost fifty million quid. Yeah, look yeah. at the clubs that are losing ten. Who's who's funding this thing? I know, I, I, right. but, but but what happened in the come. inception of the Premier League, right? Like I was just saying to Simon off here, right? When it came around, and this is what I have a bugbear with, right? The top players earned the top money, yeah. and the rest were where they were. Now you could be a bang average player playing and in the Premier League and be on a fortune. Right, Agreed. right, and, okay. that, and that's that's the problem. And that's, trickle, that's trickle down economics. But that's not the fans' fault, is yes. it? Sorry? No, it's it, it, that's it, you lot paying them. No, it's the it's the economics of the industry. No, that's you lot paying them. No, Nothing it's, to do it's, with the fans. No, it's in part to do with the very nature of a unique industry, which is driven by public uh, opinion. Don't driven try by, and get out of it with no, all I'm that not. waffle. No, I'm not. I'm t- I'm trying <laughs> to explain to you the reality of what actually goes on. Because yes, of course, one signs the checks, right? But when you're in a situation where you've got <laughs> where you've got you've got the PFA that do nothing about Never helping. Never mind them at the moment. You lot pay these players. Yes, but why? Okay, but why? And As, now you're screaming for players' but, wages again. But why? So that the fans can get. But, you lot cause it. But why? Why do they why? pay? I'll tell you why, because of market forces. All these, all the change of direction from owners coming in that have no responsibility to the well-being of the football pyramid, the collective bargaining strategy, everything comes together and creates a perfect storm where you're having to be forced into a situation where you're paying money for players like Carton says. Nobody minds the top players getting top money. I think everybody should resent mediocre, bang-average players getting paid £100,000 a week, and we've got a Premier League littered with them. Well, well, that's what that's what the supporters get upset about when they go to a football match and they see a player when they know or 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 they hear that this player is reputed to be on x amount of money, yeah. and they're looking and saying, "Well, he's not worth it." If you go and watch uh, a top player like Ireland and you and you believe that he's earning x amount, or De Bruyne is earning x amount, you say, "Right, fair play." There's no problem with that. That's the problem that's coming to the game. You see, I mean, uh, there's a, there's a David wishing you well, Carlton, uh, after your recent scare with the, the half marathon and the marathon. Carlton's in good shape, I can tell you. David is saying, listen, guys, I'm a massive football fan. I've loved watching games from all divisions in England on the telly for the past 20 years. The truth is, it's too expensive. 
expensive now. Uh, all these subscriptions on a variety of platforms, it's too blinking expensive. Uh, and the quality at times is not as good as it should be. I, I, I'm kind of with him on this because... This has exposed, this has opened a can of worms, Simon, this lot getting nicked and getting sent to, to jail for the, the, the many years that they've gone to jail for. But seven and a half million quid they made in like that yep. from people who thought, I'll jump on that because it's too damned expensive, illegal or not, I'm going to do it. And all of a sudden, this gang had uh, 50,000 customers who were paying 10 quid a hit to watch the games. And unless it comes down, people are saying, what else can we do? I want to watch it. But I can't watch it because I can't justify it for spending that kind of money with the family down my throat, saying it's too much, you're spending too much money. Uh, some people are saying it's 160-odd quid for me to get the lot. And I want the lot because of a big family, but I can't afford the lot. So, of course, I would go to somebody that's illegally streaming it Yeah, if I could. No, but, but, so but, now the big question is, how do we stop another bunch of no-good individuals like this being exposed opportunists opportunists I mean tragically lawbreakers behind things like IPTV is organised crime and people of that nature that are far more dangerous than some of these guys that are just putting servers up and streaming out the broadcast of the games we aren't going to be able to stop it because the train has left the station because you've got a situation where football's economics don't work on the whole most football clubs or a significant proportion of them don't make any money and if they do make any money, it's when they manage to sell a football club. And football clubs are not sold very often. Yeah. So we're in that situation now. How do you how do you think football's going to be funded unless there's going to be a complete sea change? And there's no appetite for a sea change. There's no appetite. We're talking about players getting more money. Yeah, see, Oliver's done you this morning. Oliver down in Hove. I'm listening here to a millionaire, Simon, who gets into all of these sporting events for nothing and raves on about how it's all the players' fault. And there's no way we can make the game more affordable um, because the fans aren't that important. Well, they are important, Oliver. I'm absolutely with well, you on that. No, they no, are well, no, no, he never said, and, he, he and never and said the, and I'm not the, sticking up for him, he day, never said I never that. Said you that. have to and, make and, it more and, affordable and, for the and, fans. And by the way, Ollie, I paid my dues, mate. I paid my dues. I didn't get in for free no, for no, ten years at Palace. No, no. At the end of the day, he never said. He never said uh, that. that it, it's got to be more affordable for the fans. Yeah, listen, listen. It's got to be more affordable. But the thing is, like Simon says, you've got to look at the business side of it. The business side is driven by the football league and by the, the demands league, yeah. uh, by the Premier League yeah. and by the demands of the Premier League in terms of wages, in terms of salaries, in terms of transfer fees. Do you think this but, is going to get better? No, because what we are going to see, Simon, in the next few weeks, another bunch of these correct. opportunists and that's they, 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 they get their collars felt right but the end user gets something for a discounted price so the people that get the collar felt everyone's happy the guys get the collar felt Sky get the subscribers back and people have got a cheap ticket for a period of time the problem is this is that we all agree none of us disagree with the principle of the fact that the cost implications of football are becoming a deterrent but not one person in this room can suggest how the economics of that are changed by without the acceptance that there's going to be a need for wholesale change in the football industry. Ultimately, if you want better value for the viewing subscriber around England, because around the globe they're getting bang for their buck. If you're in America, you're paying $10 a month, you're watching all the Premier League you want, because they're paying $300 million for their particular subscription but, value. But, change but, the landscape. Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Simon Graham Potter, what's your talk on this? Reportedly emerging as a strong favourite for the Crystal Palace job. If this is indeed proving to be factual, and I have no yeah. reason to think it's not, would he be the perfect fit to go in at Palace? He'd be a fit, 
Because there's no doubt that he's a progressive manager. We have to step out of the Chelsea situation and look at the body of work that he did at Brighton. Um, up until the point he steps through the doors at Stamford Bridge, everyone is waxing lyrical about what a great manager he is. That hasn't changed. He's just perhaps not a great manager of great players at this moment in time in his career. Now, going to Palace, there's form in this. Of course, there's the relationship with Brighton. There was form in that before. Alan Mullery managed Brighton and went on to manage Crystal Palace, albeit not particularly successfully. But this guy is an established Premier League manager. The basis of what De Zerbi was able to bounce off was built by Graham Potter. The, ch- the change from the side that flirted with relegation in a brand of football that Chris Hewton built that got them out of the championship, and Chris Hewton must not be forgotten for that because he's the guy that delivered Tony Bloom's dreams of getting out of the championship into the Premier League and stabilised them there. But Graham Potter took a side and built a team that was very easy to watch and very commendable in terms of its brand of football. So there's no reason why Potter going into Palace isn't a sensible progressive evolution of that football club. They tried to do it with Frank De Boer a few years ago, or his brother Ronald, as I, as I accused him in Qatar, yes, of managing the job. Yes, right? you were talking to the wrong De Boer. Um, and, and, and they made the wrong decision because he didn't communicate well, it was the wrong fit, and they took it out early. Now, they're going back potentially. I wouldn't be averse to it. I think it's, it's good players at Palace. There's players that are good on the ball, like Eze and Wilfred Zaha, and a few other players there that you can, that, that you can think of. And I think there were, there's a good nucleus of a squad there because obviously Roy has turned up. For whatever reason, Vieira stopped communicating with the players to get a tune from them. Roy comes through the door and all of a sudden they're a far more expansive side. So I don't think it's a bad fit. If, if, if they were to go down that route, I wouldn't be sitting there going, well, we've got a failure from Chelsea. I mean, go look down the list of failures at Chelsea that you could arguably say aren't failures. In this instance, Potter's come up un- unstuck by a whole change of ownership, yeah. a whole conceptual set of thinking that isn't necessarily the easiest of environments to work in. But he, he didn't cover himself in glory, but that doesn't mean... That he, and, and also, Palace are on a, a relatively established Premier League side. And so, like all managers that sub, subsequently have a situation, you know, some might say Brendan Rodgers going from Liverpool to Celtic to Leicester wasn't an upward progression. Yeah. But notwithstanding it, you rebuild and Potter could rebuild and at the same time benefit Crystal Palace. So there you go, Carl. Maybe it's not as far-fetched as maybe you might think at first when you when you first hear it. I mean, the foundations are different, though, are they not, at Crystal yeah. Palace and Brighton? Yeah, and I think I think you'll be allowed a little bit more latitude at Crystal Palace. I mean, I, 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 I could understand why he went to Chelsea, um, but I'm I, I looking at the way he is as a manager, um, uh, previously at Swansea and at Brighton, it, it, it was the wrong move for me. I can see why he did it. Right, and and he suffered the consequences for doing that. Obviously, he's gone for the financial rewards, and and it's a big club with big players, and there was a lot of things going on within that club uh, which were out of his making. So now he needs to, I wouldn't say rebuild his career because listen, we as a football manager, it's very difficult. Even Josie Mourinho had his disappointments when he's gone in to take charge of certain clubs. So this has happened to Potter at Chelsea, yep. Crystal Palace. And I know he's also been linked with the job at Leicester and the job at Leeds. I think he's a very, very good manager, but I think it's a good fit for Crystal Palace. The world's most dangerous download. Outspoken with White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station. Talk sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. 
because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns, so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.